We tend to live life like a cut flower without roots in our little cute ceramic vases or glass vases on a table. Uh, it's time for us to get in touch with the oak tree and root down. You heard it. This is Colleen Rabbit-Smith is joining me today. She's an herbalist and horticulturalist in the Ozark Hills of Missouri. She and her husband, Jamie, and their three children live on family property surrounded by healing plants and waterways. They're building an off-grid home in the pine trees and enjoying living within a botanical sanctuary and art farm. They enjoy the process of building, growing, wildcrafting food and medicine, creating music, and making ceramic arts as a family. Colleen has been studying herbalism for over 20 years. It is her life calling to connect people to the plants that surround them. By embracing the ecosystem that surrounds us, we have better health, she says. Colleen believes in a deep, ancient weaving of all living and non-living things, and she wants to explore that with you. cedar that grows around us which is actually a, a juniper virginiana and we have that uh, abundant growing out in these ozark hills and uh what's it good for well it's antifungal antimicrobial um a lot what of I mean the, for putting it in the fire yeah for putting it in the fire it's brings in it kind of brings in a a, a good energy brings in the ancestral spirit and our garden guardian angels so when we start a fire circle kind of bringing that in to start the circle and have that sacred protection space nice <clears throat> nice So, Colleen, <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here with me today uh-huh. and being able to talk with me about herbs and how you got into it and, you know, where we're sitting right now and all that. And so give a, give my audience, give people a little idea of, 
you know, how did you get into herbs and how did this journey begin for you? Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, I, it started off as a young child uh, helping my grandpa, Harold Turnbow, who grew up in the Ozarks, you know, helping him in his garden, helping him dig holes and, and plant plants and water. And um, I really enjoyed working with the soil as a child, you know, most children do, you know, like working with their hands and, and mixing things into the soil and planting things and see that, um, you know, what they did grew flowers and fruits and um, so my grandpa gardened with me and he, he sang me some, some old Ozark songs and he taught me how to pick poke greens, which is something that their family did, um, early spring. They were always very excited to have all the fresh green growth in March and April and May. Um, so he taught me how to identify some of the local weeds and I was just amazed that these wild things were edible. I was probably like 11 at the time and I was just like, wow, you can eat this. This is amazing. And then, um, so later on, um, he gave me a book that talked about the medicinal properties of these plants And I was just so excited about every little plant and realizing that these plants support our organ systems. And so that really sparked the flame. Um, My grandmother, Minnie, has been always super supportive and loving. And um, so she's supported me on this journey. And um, she, you know, decided to keep the family land in the Ozarks and was excited to see that her grandchildren wanted to continue on something great and big. Um, My other grandparents, uh, Peter and Maxine Rabbit, they were really uh, played an important role in my life. My grandma Rabbit was a mother of 12 children and she found her garden to be a place of peace and she found de-stressing there and as she grew grew older and maybe wasn't able to pull every single weed she found beauty in the different shapes and forms of her garden and found a lot of de-stressing there and so I learned that from her. Um, My grandpa Peter Rabbit he taught me that love is God and God is love and love is light and to shine that light. And so I, I'm keeping on with that. I'm keeping on with what my grandparents and uh, my parents uh, passed on to me. So tell me a little bit, Colleen. We're sitting right now, we're sitting outside in the sunshine in a little fire circle, a spot for being able to sit around the fire and enjoy um communing with people and tell me a little bit about this property that we're sitting on. Yes, um, we, my husband, Jamie Smith and I um, and our three kiddos, Ocarina, Violet and Leonora, we're building an off-grid home on my grandmother's land. Um, My grandmother has 160 acres that's mostly surrounded by national forests and good neighbors. Uh, We're up in the tall pine trees, the Uh, native yellow pine Um, and we're in a fire circle right now that we created for gatherings and for connecting and helping people connect back to the earth to the mama earth (laughs) so what is your dream for this property Um, I think my main dream um, is to create the botanical sanctuary and art farm so Mm. um, 
really a lot of the plants are here and I just have so much gratitude for that and I, I trust in that. Um, but we hope to create a botanical learning sanctuary where people can come out, learn about medicinal plants, learn how to uh, connect to the earth. Uh, my husband's a, an amazing ceramic artist and so we have a wood-fired kiln up here and um, we're going to be doing probably more um, art workshops and even for like whole families to be able to to come out. Um, I want to work on the trails this year. That's my big thing is being able to create more trails in the woods so people can get in amongst the trees and uh, feel that energy. Kind of like forest bathing, huh? It is. It is forest bathing. It's <laughs> it's not quite like the hot tub, but I'm telling you, it feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and it makes me think of, you know, the forest bathing and earthing and being connected to the earth. Mm-hmm. It's it's all the it's it's all the same thing really no matter what you call it we we really do um uh have to learn how to reweave ourselves into our ecosystems and when we learn to support our ecosystems we have better health because we mm. are part of that and we are one and whether we think about it on a day-to-day -day basis or not we are one. We are one with our ancestors, and we are one with this earth. I love how you use the term reweave ourselves. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit more of what that means? Well, when I think about reweaving ourselves, I, um, I think about the forest floor, and I think about the mushroom mycelium and the microbiology of the soil slowly knitting itself together to make it stronger and hold moisture and nutrients. And I feel like we're a part of that still. And we need to kind of step back into that. How can we build soil? How can we plant our medicinal plants? Um, how can we um, learn the plants that are already there and have gratitude for that? Um, you know, kind of reweaving it all together so we are connected just like the mycelium um, is basically like a internet underneath the earth that connects all the plants and they exchange information and nutrients um, I know this because of uh, reading Stephen Buhner's books and um, and re reading, uh, you know, Susan Weed's books and doing a lot of reading and research but also knowing that in my heart, knowing that my ancestors live within me and I can have faith in that. And so can you all. You can too. <laughs> so Colleen, so talk to me a little bit about um, like when somebody is reweaving and we're getting connected with the earth and um, finding the medicinal plants that are growing in the wild and and maybe we can't actually get out there ourselves all the time you know maybe we're also in the living in the cities and different mm -hmm. places and um if we want to find some herbs and um mycelium or whatever i guess what what would be be looking for what would we want to be finding like specifically like safer stress you know well, um, first off, I mean, I always would recommend no matter where you are um, in the world, um, connecting up with a local herbalist. Um, 
number one. Of course, I have some of my favorite plants that grow around here that, you know, I might be more educated on, Mm -hmm. but wherever you might be, you might find an herbalist and I'm sure that you can these days. I'm sure that you can find somebody who has passion to teach and to teach to teach you, you know, the local plants. But so, but so for for you though, the from your mm-hmm. knowledge and mm-hmm. of the plants around here, what would be some plants that they could look for, especially if you know wherever they might be, but the ones that you know here mm-hmm. that you've got a relationship with? Yeah. Um, be, before I talk about um, the plants uh, in the Ozarks. Um, I just want to say I, I want to uplift you. I want to embrace you no matter if you're in the city, no matter if you're in the country, no matter if you're in the desert, no matter where you are, if you're in the, in the ocean, on the beach, you, you can find local plants that can support your immune system, can support your stress level, um, and you can find local people that can help you do that. Mm. Um, if you are in the city, you are going to naturally be drawn to these plants that might be even growing out of the sidewalk or, you know, don't underestimate the plants that are just growing underneath the bridge or growing under the highway. Um, I don't harvest usually right where there's a lot of maybe um, automobile pollution or any other pollution if I can. But at the same time, these plants are around us to support us and they're trying to send us messages and they're sending us messages at a cellular level when we ingest them and when we breathe in the air around them. So being able to find your green space is really important because even walking through the forest without having any tea, anything like that, not ingesting anything, when you're breathing in, especially if you can find like an evergreen forest, even if it's just sitting underneath a pine tree in the park, that pine tree is actually helping bring probiotics into the atmosphere. So even just taking uh, 10 minutes to sit and breathe underneath some evergreen trees, it's like natural aromatherapy. And what this does is it actually... um, increases your killer cancer cells it helps kill back which the killer cancer cells is is cells in your body that can actually go out like hound dogs in your body and eradicate cancer bad bacteria and viruses so this is um, a little statement that um, in three days of camping your body can make up to 50 percent more killer cells Um, Just going out for a walk in the evergreen forest, you are protecting your heart. You're protecting yourself against obesity, diabetes. You're creating more energy and vitality in your body and you get better sleep. Sleep is a huge thing. Mood boosting. It helps just getting out in that sunshine and the evergreen is, is going to help every single bit of your body. It decreases inflammation, especially if you take off your shoes and you really actually do the ground down part. Um, it's actually, uh, eventually, if you're doing this on a regular basis, can actually clear the skin. So that is amazing. Um, even smelling the soil 
can release more oxytocin into the body. When uh, oxytocin is the hormone in our body that is um, created during childbirth and it creates bonding. So it's the best way to uh, ground down is to get down, smell the soil, feel it with your feet. Don't be afraid to embrace the earth and connect back to it. Um, for some people, this might be like, whoa, honey, this is <laughs> like, whoa, where are you going with this? But I know, right? Killer cells and oxytocin. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of information out there and, um, you know, you can definitely, I want to uplift you to do your own research as well. So, yeah. No, that is so cool. Talking about like, I'm, I'm guessing the killer cells are our immune system, and um, the white blood cells, is that kind of what those are? I think so. Yeah, I think it's mostly white blood cells. I, I feel like um, our the way that we study the human body is just getting ready to change. And um, mm. maybe the research has already been done, but I think, I think we're on the board to um, rising up to a different dimension of some sort and learning more about how we connect to our environments and our immune system. So Mm. kind of leaving that up to the imagination. How do you see that in your mind? How do you see your immune system? How can we visualize our immune system becoming stronger right now, no matter where you are? If you're sitting in your kitchen, drinking a a cup of coffee, if you're sitting outside, if you're in your bathtub, wherever you are, visualize your immune system. The power of the mind is probably one of the strongest things. But I can talk about um, some herbs that I just love, my herb allies as well. You got a couple herb allies that you can talk to us about? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And one is hops. Um, We do have a lot of uh, wild hops. We're blessed with some wild hops vines, and we're also uh, cultivating some uh, Willamette that uh, Brian Shaner, who now lives in uh, Uruguay, uh, gifted Mm -hmm. us. So shout out to Brian Shaner there. (laughs) But um, (laughs) but yeah, the the wild hops um, is an amazing thing to de-stress. If somebody has a lot of stress and can't sleep, if somebody has an upset stomach, it is a bitter that creates more digestive enzymes as you take it down and, of course, is used in beer, but we can enjoy hops without the alcohol. Um, and I like to maybe sweeten it um, with just a tad of honey or maple syrup. And we enjoy a cup of hops tea usually before we go to bed. Um, but it works on the nervous system. It works on the nervous system. It works on the nervous system all over our body. Um, Mm. It works on calming our mind so we can sleep. Um, And even Caesar used hops pillows to help him sleep. Oh, my goodness. And totally promoted them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That goes way back into ancient history. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, herbalism is the most ancient way of healing. Um. And so being able to realize we, we all have a choice to, to, you know, pick up plant medicine or not. And we can all, you know, have our respect on what we decide for our bodies. Mm-hmm. So what is, an, what is um, would you like to tell us a little bit more about another herb? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that is um, hops, wild hops, or you can also buy, you know, dried hops or hops tincture. Um, Tincture is um, a 
plant medicine infused in alcohol or glycerin usually. And so if people are not tea people or if they don't want to drink too much tea before they go to bed because, you know, it makes them use the restroom, um, you can you can use a tincture. Um, but the other plant that I have found to really, really help me in my life, and it was one of my first herbs, um, it's a cultivated plant. It's not a wild plant in the Ozarks, but um, it's in the mint family, and that is lemon balm, Melissa officinalis. Lemon balm really does grow like a weed. <laughs> I call it a friendship plant because I can always dig up a little piece and give to a friend. Um it does have the ability to take over a garden. Um, so, you know, every three to five years, you might have to keep it in check. But I say let the lemon brown grow. Um, <laughs> uh, in my garden, it's it grows where it's kind of like clay soil where a lot of other things don't want to grow. You can grow it in a pot really, really easy on a back porch, on a front porch, uh, in a window. So, so allow, you know, lemon balm to come in your life. Um, I always took lemon balm as kind of just a nice lemony flavor. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's it's amazing. It's actually a, a slight, they call it um, in herbal action words, they actually use the word tranquilizer. But um, I don't really, I feel like it's kind of um, mild in that form but it's it's calming it's calming to the heart energy and it's great for anxiety so well, even the word balm yeah right it is it's a total bomb um to be able to to have that i like having it in tincture and tea form <laughs> for for, <coughs> for tea form um i just put like a tablespoon and Pour a cup of boiling water over it, cover it so you can keep all the volatile oils in there and let it steep for at least 15 minutes for a real medicinal cup of tea. And you can always warm it back up if it gets cool, but for a real medicinal cup of tea, you really want the 15 minutes. <coughs> and um, uh, for for tincture, I found that I like infusing it in vodka and leaving it in for uh, about three weeks, um, if not longer. The tincture has been like a first aid kit for me. If somebody has an uh, anxiety attack or just um, maybe we just had a little accident or somebody fell, even a child can use it, um, just five to ten drops and a little bit of water. And I use that on my children a lot. But in uh, larger doses for me, myself, my husband, um, if we have anxiety about any situation, or can't sleep, I, I will take more of like a 60 to 120 drop dose. And it's very calming to the heart energy. And it allows um, a person to just do some deep breathing and relaxing. So even having the lemon bomb around through all this troubled time in the world, you know, mm -hmm. we, we all have our anxieties and our to-do lists. And uh, lemon bomb is, has definitely been an amazing plant ally that anybody can grow it's very easy to grow so i definitely want to promote that one so when you make the tincture or like the tea or anything do you do it with a fresh herb or do you do it with a dried herb you can you, when you make the tea i like to use the dried herb and mm -hmm. you can 
you know, harvest little sprigs of the leaf and do like a sun infusion for four hours. If when you have it fresh, you can make a really nice sun infusion and just leave it in the sun for four hours and then you can drink it. And, uh, uh, the, the tincture I, I usually like to use fresh, but you can use dried. Like Mm. if you do not have lemon balm, you could probably order some and, um, make a dried plant tincture for yourself so well that is so awesome i just really appreciate being able to sit here out in the sun it's um after thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and it's a nice warm day in the ozarks Mm -hmm. the best part is actually being in real life with you i know (laughs) (laughs) exactly so colleen thank you so much for being with me today yes and um so where can they find you online um, you can find me on uh, turtleeartharts.com. Mm-hmm. And so that's a new uh, website that we're slowly working on. We're going to have a plant database. Um, you can see a lot of pictures of our Turtle Earth Botanical Sanctuary. You can also find me on um, Turtle Earth um, Healing and Arts on Facebook. And so you can definitely find me there. But um, the website, TurtleEarth.com, that's coming up. You can, you know, go ahead and give me your email if you want to be on an email list. And I promise to send you the most enriching information that I possibly can. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I'm sure it will be totally enriching. Oh, my gosh. I know. No doubt about that. So thank you, Colleen, for being here with me. And thank you, podcast audience, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Colleen. And yes, please like and follow the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty, the Goddess Archetype Code podcast. Have a wonderful day. Bye for now. Looking for the light. It's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous. That's what the mad folks say. Who told you that he